Welcome to Jeremiah Smith Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Well, we are live. Praise the Lord. How are you doing today? Are you doing good? I am Jeremiah Smith, and I'm so glad to get to be with you, and I hope that you're thrilled about God's Word today. I believe some good things are in store for us, and I believe we're going to enjoy our time together with the precious Holy Spirit, and I believe He's going to move in a special way on your behalf today. You know, we didn't just happen to come here by accident. You know, you didn't just happen to turn this on today. I believe that the Holy Spirit drew you here, and I believe He's got something special for you today. Praise the Lord. You know, the Bible says, if I be lifted up, talking about, and that's Jesus talking about himself there, that if I be lifted up, I draw all men unto me. And you know, we're lifting up Jesus Christ here, and I believe the Holy Spirit's drawing you in, and I believe he's got you special, th- special, special things for you in store today, if I can spit that out. <laughs> well, he's got some special things here for you for such a time as this. You know, I believe that God's going to do some wonderful, wonderful things in your life. Could you be ready? Could you handle something wonderful in your life today? Could you have a blessing day? Could you enjoy something special from the Holy Spirit today? I believe that can make your week better, can make your day better. You know, it can make your every hour better when you get something for the Holy Spirit to charge your spirit and encourage you this week. He'll quicken your mortal spirit and help you to be alive today. And I believe that he'll help you to have a better week than what you normally would ever averagely have, you know, because he's there for you and his word is alive. Praise the Lord. So we're so glad to get to join you today or get you that you've got to join us today. And I'm glad that you've let me in your ears today or on your car, wherever you're at, on your couch, wherever, wherever you're listening to this message. I'm so glad I get to spend time with you today. Praise the Lord. You can catch us live on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time. Sometimes we're a little bit late there, but it's right about 4 p.m. Central Time live on Podbean. And uh, we're going live right now on Podbean. If you're out there on Podbean, I'm so glad that you've joined us today. And of course, you know, you can listen to us on Wednesdays at uh, 6 p.m. Central Time. Uh, Sometimes we're live. Sometimes we put up uh, messages there for a series. Uh, If you want to tune into those messages, you go to jeremiasmithministries.podbean.com. And if you want to listen to the live messages, like I said, they're on Podbean. But if you want to listen to us on YouTube, uh, we do, we put those uh, messages out there for you at 9 p.m. Central Time on YouTube. And uh, you can listen to those. So this message will actually be uploaded uh, to YouTube by 9 p.m. Usually if there's any reason that that's delayed, it's usually because uh, YouTube's processing it. And, you know, YouTube has lots of people, lots of ministers on Sundays. So I guess that has something to do with it. Lots of live messages on Sundays, but uh, usually it hits about 9 p.m. Central Time. So you might figure that wherever you're at, you know, wherever you're listening to me around the world, which we do literally have people listen to us all around the world, uh, you know, you might figure that into your Central Time uh, if you want to listen to the live messages. If you'd like to listen to the rebroadcast, you can listen to it on many places. You don't have to download it. Uh, usually it's on an app that you have on your phone, on Spotify, Google Music, iTunes, Listen Notes, Podbean, TuneIn off Alexia, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Deezer. You can catch some Pandora and also on Verbal, uh, Amazon Music, iVox, Audio Junkie, Podchaser, Player FM, Samsung. And of course, you can listen to, to us on our, our last newest one that I know of, Boomplay. And there's more. You can uh, check out our list there at jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com and just hit the pages tab and go in there to the media tab and you can see all the places uh, that we're on. And uh, there should be even more than that. Usually, if you'll just Google Jeremiah Smith Ministries, you'll find all kinds of places that we're at and find out more about us and even find our website there on Google. 
And so you shouldn't have any problem, shouldn't have to download it. You know, you can listen to the rebroadcast at your convenience on those places, praise the Lord. So you can do that if you'd like to. You can give to the ministry, no pressure to give here. We are a free ministry, my family and I. We put this together for you. And uh, this is a special time that we spend with you to encourage you. We feel like the Lord has put this on our hearts. So we're just ministering to you uh, by podcast right now on YouTube and to be a blessing to your life. Uh, my family literally gets involved and helps me anytime I have a question or have a problem. They usually help me with that. Uh, yeah, my wife has even made it uh, behind me how this is set up, you know, and so we all work together to bring this to you here today. And uh, we appreciate each and every one of you. We want to reach and be a minister, a minister to you and, uh, and encourage you this week. Praise the Lord. So we're glad that we get to do that. And I, I'm, I'm privileged and honored to get to do that with you. Well, you know, like I said, if you'd like to give, you can give, but you can go to Jeremiah smithministries.podbeam.com hit the giving tab there within the pages tab and uh, you can become a partner if you'd like to with us but like I said there's no pressure you can download it give it to someone else keep it if you'd like to I know what that's like I like to do that with messages and you can keep messages if you'd like to uh, you just go to jeremiahsmithministries.podbeam.com and uh, you can download these messages if you'd like to so I think I've covered most everything did I cover everything <laughs> I hope so and, uh, you know, it's important, you know, that uh, you, you're feeding yourself on the word of God, you know, and not just drawing it from somewhere. No, you're feeding on the word of God, you know, and there's lots of stuff out there, lots of stuff to get you confused, especially with end time events, you know, and things that, you know, you can just look at all the things in the world. And you think, well, oh, man, we're just racing towards that, which we are. You know, but we also have specific things that we're looking for, you know, and, you know, we look at Bible prophecy. We're looking for specific things. Right. And we go only by the word right? and everything that we do. We go by only the word. We only dictate our lives by the word because the word always works and is always right. God doesn't lie. And he tells us about these end time events and he, he has it perfectly set up the way that he wants it to be set up, played out exactly like he wants it to play out and wants it to be played out. And so it's important that we're looking at those timetables correctly. You know, and it's interesting, you know, you hear a lot of people talking about Gog and Magog and all those things. And, you know, we may be racing towards that, you know, that special event that we talk about in Ezekiel 38th chapter and 39th chapter in the Bible. But, you know, there's also an event that's supposed to happen before that. It's on a timetable, right? And one thing that's really important as a Christian and somebody's following the Lord and doing what God wants them to do every day, you know, you, you're going to be out of here before that event ever happens. You know, if you look at the timetables, you'll see that you'll be out of here before that event happens. You say, well, how do you know that, Jeremiah? Well, we know that Gog and Magog, the Gog and Magog War, uh, which is in Ezekiel 38 and 39, we know that that war doesn't take place with us here. We know because the that is a war that has to do with the wrath of God. It'll be, t it'll be finished within 24 hours, but we also know that it will take place. It's going to be an act of the wrath of God is what's going to happen. But uh, we also know that what times that we're supposed to be looking for, and that's before that, and we can see that here in uh, the first Thessalonians, look at the fourth chapter. It says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. Isn't that good to know? With the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive shall remain and be called up together with the Lord to meet the Lord in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Oh, I can't wait for that. I don't know about you. I'm looking forward to that. Praise the Lord. He says, Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Now we know that 
that this chapter goes right into the next chapter. This is a letter, right? And he says here in the first verse, he says, But of the times and seasons, brethren, ye know not, need not that I write unto you, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in a night. You know, a Greek scholar said one time, he said that, uh, he said that word thief uh, is actually, it's, a, it's like he comes in like a stealth. He's coming in stealth to take you out. You know, he's coming in like a mission to take you out, you know, stealthily to take you out, if I can say it right. <laughs> but that's what the Greek meaning actually is. I got that from a Greek uh, scholar there. And it's interesting, you know, because he is, he's coming in and, you know, unexpectedly to take you, to rapture us out of here, stealthily to get us out of here. And then the uh, ninth, the third verse, let me switch glasses here real quick, because I'm looking down. Let's see here. He says, for when they shall say peace, notice what it says, and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But notice, though, it says that there's going to be peace. We're looking for a time of peace and safety. Now, I don't know of a time that we can say for, uh, for Israel that there's been peace and safety. And it seems like they're always fighting back and forth. But it's saying at this time it's going to be peace and safety, that's the time we're looking at, and that's the period that we'll be seeing right before the rapture, right? And it's interesting because you look at the 38th chapter of Ezekiel there, you'll see that that's a time of peace and safety. Powerful to look at, right? So we're actually looking for a time, which is unexpected, aren't we? We're looking for a time of peace and safety that we're looking for. And that's when people think, well, I don't need to worry about anything. I don't have any challenges. You know, that's the time you really want to be ready for him because he says it's going to be a time of peace and safety. How do we know that time hasn't been here yet? Well, we know for one thing, we're still here, <laughs> right? But we also know that it's going to be a time of peace and safety. And we know that that time's right before that war, which we know that uh, right before the war, there's going to be a seven-year tre treaty, or a, I'm sorry, a three-and-a-half-year treaty, uh, that the Antichrist sets up there with Israel. And it's powerful to think about, isn't it? You know, he's going to set up that treaty within that time. So right before he's, the Antichrist comes on the scene, which he can't even come out or be known before we get out of here, he can't even reveal himself until we're out of here. And why is that? Well, it's because our prayers are so powerful. Our prayers are what are holding him back. The church is holding him back without getting too deep into all this, you know. But I'm just doing this to comfort some people because I think that they think, well, the end of the world's coming. You know, well, no, we're looking for a time of peace and safety. But, you know, a lot of things cannot happen because we're here and we have authority as believers. We can pray for things. That's why I believe that this war right now that's going over on in Israel uh, will be supernaturally won. And I believe there'll be a time of peace and safety, you know. But I believe it's going to be a supernatural victory for them because we, we can pray for them. Think about that today. We have authority. They can pray. We have, if there's Christians there, they can pray and have authority and take authority over the situation. And so there's way too much prayers that can, that can help this situation to turn out the way it should. Powerful to think about, isn't it, you know? But we're looking for a time of peace and safety. And a lot of things can't happen because of our prayer lives. And a lot of things won't happen in the world because of our prayer lives. That's why a lot of things won't even happen in the United States. It's because, and you can look, look at this, look at how Abraham dealt with Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, a lot of things can't even happen here because our prayer life. Now, when we get out of here, <laughs> it's going to be a different world. A lot of things are going to be different, right? 
But, you know, while we're here, we can take authority in prayer and we can pray for pray for the right things for these people and pray for victory and circumstances and pray for good outcomes. And it's, it's all because of us being Christians at the time we're at. We are believers. Right. And believers have authority and we have authority through our prayer life. I hope that comforts some of you. He says to comfort you with these words talking about Paul there. And you can look that over in 1 Thessalonians, the fourth, end of the fourth chapter, the fifth, uh, the fifth chapter there I just read to you. But you also can look at Ezekiel 38 and 39 if you like. But I just want to comfort some of you out there that have been worried. You know, we're looking for a time of peace and safety. And that's when you really want to be watching. And you know, it's interesting there. He also says that we should be watching there. If you look at that, uh, you read on down through the fifth chapter. He says, he says, but ye brethren are not in the darkness that ye should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all children of light and children of the day, and we are not the night of night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep. What does it say? As do others, but let us watch and be sober. Boy, I could get into that and talk about it for a long time, but we're going to get into another message today. But we're supposed to be watching and being sober, right? Watching for the coming of Jesus. He's going to descend from heaven and there's going to be a shout. And I believe he's going to say, come up is what I believe he's going to say. Just like in the book of Revelations when he was talking to John, come up hither. You know, I believe he's going to shout, come up. And we're going to come up. Amen. And I believe we're getting close to that. But we're supposed to be sober and we're supposed to be watching. And so it's important that we're watching. And I hope I covered a few things there. And I hope that it's comforted you by the precious Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. So you can give if you'd like. You can give uh, to the ministry. You can go to the website if you like. Like I said, this is a free ministry. And I believe that it'll be a blessing to you. Are you ready for our message today? We've been talking about faith. And I hope that you're pumped up today. We're going to get into some more things about faith today. You know, and it's important right now to have some faith. <laughs> Man, we're living in a time you need to have some faith, you know. And you need to have faith in God's word. Like we just talked about, you know, we were looking at some scriptures there. But, you know, you need to have faith in his word. You're supposed to be rooted and grounded in his word, you know. And, and it's interesting, you know, even that very definition that people use all the time, you know. That faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word. It talks about in Hebrews, the first chapter there, which I'm about to go over here in just a moment, but it talks about in the first chapter there, everybody's well definition of uh, faith, where it's actually, if you look in the Greek, it talks about it's a sure grounding. A sure grounding. It's the very first part of uh, Hebrews there. And it's a sure grounding. Why is it? It's a grounding. It's the foundation of your everything. And it should be the foundation through the word of your everything. The, the words are foundation in everything that we do, you know, and it's important that you're letting the word be your foundation and not what people are saying or even some people talking about the word that don't know what they're talking about, but you should be listening to the foundation of God's word and make sure that you're listening to his word and growing. You know, we can preach salvation all the time, which is important. We need to be getting as many people saved as possible, but we're supposed to be growing and growing spiritually is important. You know, if you're going to live in this day and age, you need to be growing spiritually and feeding your spirit on a daily basis. So let's go ahead and pray. and We're going to get into the word and we're just going to have us a good time today. And, you know, last week I meant to pray for Israel. I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. I actually forgot as I got through there because I was doing so, uh, you know, when you get to doing these things, you're going systematically trying to get through everything and yet be careful about missing something so we're going to pray for israel too as we get started here today father we just thank you father for your goodness we thank you father for your mercy 
And Father, we just thank you as we get into the word today, Father, Lord, that your Holy Spirit's our teacher. We welcome your Holy Spirit to guide us and direct us today. Flood us with light. Help us to see some stuff we never seen before today, Father. And enlighten our eyes of understanding, Father, we pray today, Father. And we just ask you, flood us with light. Help us to see some stuff we never seen before. Help that one to go away and having what they need today. Whoever it is, listen today. Help them to go away with what they need. Help them get the answer. Even if I'm saying something else, so we ask that your Holy Spirit answer their heart and their questions today. And Father, we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. And we give you all the praise and all the glory for that. And we thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. And Father, we as we also we're praying for Israel. Israel today, Lord, we ask that, Lord, that you help those people in Israel to have peace, Father, over in that area, Father, help them to be encouraged. Father, we just ask you help them have boldness, Father, Lord. We ask that you protect them, Father. We, we, we send angels to protect them today in Jesus' name. And Father, we just ask, Lord, that you help them, Father, to, to do well in everything that they do, Father, your precious people. And we just ask for it in Jesus' name. Help them be encouraged. Help those that are grieving, Father, to be comforted today, we pray in Jesus' name. And we ask for their peace. And we ask that you help them to feel peace every day, your peace that passes all understanding. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord. Well, before we go, Father, we just like to, before we go, we like to minister to you. And we thank you, Father, for being so good to us and to our families and to our everybody around us, Father, just for being a part of having anything to do with us, Father. And we just thank you. Every day is a blessing day getting to be with you. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. We thank you for being so good to us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, you know, we're going to get into the word. I hope that you're ready. And I think, you know, today you have to be very careful with everything that you read and what you're looking at. You need to make sure it's based on the word. Do you believe that? I believe that you should make sure it's based on the word. I was reading something just the other day and they were talking about how <laughs> he said, I was reading something through there and said, uh, Jesus didn't call us to be happy. That's crazy. He did call you to be happy, right? He shed his blood that you'd be happy. The Bible says that in uh, John 10, 10, it said that he came to give us life and it more abundantly. That sounds like a happy life to me. I don't know about you. One translation says a life better than you ever dreamed of. Think about that today. That's a powerful statement, isn't it? You know, but that's just one scripture. But he does want you to be happy. And you know, you should be happy. I mean, if you were a Christian who weren't happy and you're not happy, what's going to draw them to the Father? You know, that's the problem. We have too many unhappy Christians. And you need to be happy. You need to be checking your heart. See, why am I so unhappy? You know, you can be happy serving God every day. It should be a thrill to get up and serve God. It should be an excitement about getting up and serving God. And it is a joy to serve God on a daily basis, praise the Lord. It makes you happy. <laughs> it puts a smile on your face. Amen. He said a life better than you ever dreamed of. Amen. I'm reading your, the Bible, John 10, 10, and he wants you to have a good, good life, praise the Lord. You know, the Bible says in Psalms 23, the one that we read at funerals, it says, the Lord is my shepherd and I do not want. Think about that. You know, a person doesn't want they're happy people, praise the Lord. And you know, he's a good father, right? And then this is the problem. We got too many people talking about the father like he's not a good father. He's a good father. He's the good shepherd and he wants you to have a good life, right? He's the perfect example of a father and he wants you to have a good life 
and he wants you to enjoy your life. Oh, yeah, he says, well, take up the cross. Well, yeah, you want to take up the cross and serve him because he's so good to you, praise the Lord. You know, you don't have any problem telling somebody else about Jesus because he's so good to you. And he's a good, you know, I think when you get to heaven and you're going to look around, I think some people are going to be bothered. You say, well, man, why is that, Jeremiah? Because there's so many wonderful things. And he's such a good father. Just his presence alone is going to be wonderful. But you can live that way here. Jesus died so you can live that way here and have a happy life. And he wants you to enjoy life every day. You know, he was wanting to walk with Adam. He wanted to talk with Adam. Amen. In the Garden of Eden, that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to walk and talk with him. And, and he, because Jesus paid the price, he could walk and talk with us on a daily basis. Is he talking to you? Are you walking with him? Hey, it's a good life. It's a happy life to serve Jesus. Praise the Lord. Well, we're getting into faith foundations here. We've been talking about the foundations of faith. And uh, we're going to get into that a little bit today. I hope that you're ready. Get your Bible, get your tablet, get your phone. And uh, we're going to get into that if I can get my notes up here the way that I should. Hey, I've got lots of notes here, probably too many. And uh, I have to be careful. I can go for a long time. You know, I remember I was ministering at somebody's place. And uh, I'm trying to remember who it was, but um, I remember I ministered at this place. Yeah, I remember who it was now. And they said, well, you, I ministered for an hour, you know, because a lot of people like you to minister for an hour. And he said, well, you know, why don't you come back and minister more? Well, I came back and ministered for two hours. They're like, wow, you know. Well, you know, I, have, I study a lot. and I've got a lot to say, praise the Lord. And, you know, I'm ready to go. And at moment's notice, you know, you need to be ready in season and out, you know, if you're a minister. And I'm ready to go, man. You know, and we're going to get into the word today and we're going to have a good time. Let's go ahead and look at faith foundations here. We're going to be looking at the second, uh, the second uh, uh, study in this today. Let's go to 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, the seventh verse. It says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Right. So we're not walking by all the stuff we look at, are we? We're, going, we're walking by faith. Right? And we defined faith last week. What is faith? It's a persuasion. It's a firm persuasion. It's a belief. It's a conviction based on the Word of God. Isn't that what it is? It's a firm persuasion. It's a belief. It's a conviction based on the Word of God. So it's not by our sight. This, is, this has to do with your, your persuasions. What are you persuaded about today? Just like I was talking to you about Jesus there a little bit earlier. Are you persuaded he's a good God? Are you persuaded he's a bad God? I remember Earl Roberts would come on there, you know, and he'd say, God is good. Think about that today. How do you know that? Well, his word tells us that. But he is a good, good father, you know, but it has to do with you getting to know him. How do we get to know the father? Well, you can get to know his character, what he's like by seeing Jesus. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. So when you watch Jesus and how loving he is and how good he is, you, you see what the Father's like. You're seeing his character through Jesus. We, we, he's walking the planet, showing us what the Father's like. And as you get closer to Jesus, you see how good, good, good the Father is. Praise the Lord. Think about that today. Powerful to think about. So if you want to know what the Father's like, you watch Jesus's life. And you learn a lot about Jesus by studying the four Gospels and looking about how good and how much mercy he had for people and compassion and, and love for people. You know, that's what our father's like. And so we walk by faith and not by what we see. 
you know, and you're going to see all kinds of things every day. And if you go by what you see on a daily basis, you can be a basket case. If you go by uh, all the things and events that are happening and all the stuff that you hear, you can be a basket case. But the word is sure grounding. Isn't that good to know? And it's, it's, it keeps you stable. It's, you know, it keeps you, it keeps you up solid on what you're doing on a daily basis. So you want to hold on to the word, praise the Lord. And grab my Bible here for the video. You want to hold on <laughs> to the word through everything that you're doing. Hebrews 10, the th 10th chapter, the 38th verse, it says, Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul hath no pleasure in him. You know, you don't want God not to have any pleasure in you. You want to be a person of faith and is decisive on what you believe. Isn't that good? We all should be decisive in what we believe. You notice here we are to live, though, by our faith, right? We walk by it. We live by it on a daily basis. This is what we do with faith, praise the Lord. The Hebrews 11, chapter the 6, verses, But without faith it's impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. There's a lot in that verse, right? A lot he's saying there. He says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. So you've got to be a person that's persuaded. You don't want to be wishy-washy. You want to be a person that's persuaded. Double-minded man's unstable in all his ways is what James says. And so you want to be a person that's persuaded, firmly persuaded about God. What do we want to be persuaded about him in? He says, for he that cometh to God must believe he is. You got to believe he's your, what? What is he? He's your everything. He's your source for everything. He's your source for your peace. He's the source for your joy. He's going to bring you through, right? He's a God that will protect you. He's, he's a good father. You must believe he is your everything is what he's saying there. Is that right? He says in the, that he is a rewarder, right? Well, a good father's a rewarder. Man, you talk about rewards. We're going to get so many rewards, right? And, you know, the Bible talks about those. And you go through the seven churches there. You'll see all the rewards, all the rewards of living this life for Jesus. Rewards, good things, good inheritance that he's going to give to us. I, I'm looking forward to it. You know, you can look at all those rewards, go through there. It's amazing, all the good rewards when you look at all those rewards. Well, so, you know, we got to believe he is and we got to believe he's a giver. Right. And, you know, and people have a hard time believing he's a giver. They think, well, I just get saved and he doesn't do anything for me. No, he has promises. Jesus paid for promises. Wonderful things that you can have, you know, being a Christian. Right. You know, you're not supposed to run with people that aren't inheriting the promises. Did you know that? The scripture talks about that. You know, it says run with those of light, precious faith. And those who are inheriting the promises. So if you're going to, if you're hanging around people that aren't inheriting the promises, those aren't the people you want to run with. You want to run with those type of people who are inheriting the promises. Praise the Lord. Those are the type of people we want to hang around with. We'll make them our buddies and get close to them. Those who are inheriting the promises. So we walk by it. We live by it. We please God by it. And we receive by God with our faith. That's how we do it. We, we receive from God by our faith. We defined it, like I said, in the Vines Concordance. It gives you a good definition of faith. You can look at Strong's as well. But uh, Vines kind of breaks it down even more. It says it's a firm persuasion. It's a belief. It's a conviction based on the word of God. Right? That's where we get our definition from. And you can look that up if you'd like to in the Vines 
concordance, right? So like we said, we walk by it, we live by it, right? We receive God from God by it. Let's look over Hebrews 11 chapter real quick. Hebrews 11, and a lot of people believe this to be the great, mighty faith chapter. <laughs> well, you know, it's a wonderful chapter, Hebrews 11. And it goes through and it shows the great people that live by faith. But you also find out it wasn't just for receiving things. Faith isn't just for receiving things. Faith is for other things too, you know. We get, when we listen to people and lots of ministers, and I love all the ministers that do this, you know, they talk about receiving from God by faith, you know, which is important. I mean, you've got to have some faith to receive from God. But, you know, faith isn't just for that. Faith is for all the areas around your life, you know, and it's important in your spiritual life to have faith, praise the Lord. Hebrews 11, chapter, the first verse is, now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And we're going to break that down in one of these messages here for you because a lot of people believe that's the definition of faith. And it's just telling you about faith. It's a substance. It's the sure grounding you'll find out there in the Greek of, of things hoped for, for the evidence of things not seen. We'll break that down for you later. And the second verse is, For by it the elders obtained a good report through faith. We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things were seen were are not made of things which do appear. Now he's going to talk about some of the great people of faith, for faith able offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than came, by which we obtain witness that he was righteous, for God testifying of his gifts, and by it, and being dead yet speaketh, and by faith Anak was translated that he should not see death. Sounds like it wasn't just for receiving things. You can use your faith for quite a bit of things. You know, and it says it was not found because God has translated him for before his translation, he had his testimony that he pleased God. Boy, I think we all want that, don't we? We want, to, we want that to be said about us, that we pleased God. Think about that on a daily basis. Maybe you didn't yesterday, but you can start again today, right? Pleasing God. That's what you want to be said about you, you know. Well done, good and faithful servant. Isn't that right? On a daily basis, we're working towards that. You're not, you don't, you're not perfect every day, you know. There's not a person on this planet that's been perfect every day. But we want our goal to be that, we're, that God can say, well done, good and faithful servant. We're working towards that all the time. That's the goal, right? And he said that he pleased God. Don't you want to please him? Well, you got to have some faith because it doesn't please him if you don't have faith. <laughs> Amen. So you're going to need some faith. The six verses, but without faith, it's impossible to please. And we just talked about that. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We talked about that. The seventh verse is by faith, faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as, as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. Now, you know, it's interesting about this ark. You know, he didn't see the rain. He didn't see you know, things happening, you know, but he, he went by faith. He was persuaded, firmly persuaded that it was the, the planet's going to flood. He, he took God for what he said. He, he obviously knew some things about the father and trusted what he had to say. He was persuaded, you know, in God. You know, when you look at Mark 11, you see, he says, has faith in God, right? We're supposed to have faith in him, persuaded in him. You know, and it's important that we have to have faith in him that he can do what he says he can do. He'll perform what he says he'll perform. 
He always keeps his promises. You know, it's important that we're persuaded in him. What area are you not persuaded in? You know, what, what are you not strong in your belief towards him today? Those are the areas that we need to work on. And, that's, and, and it's important that you're, you're spending time building those beliefs and making them stronger all the time, you know, and that comes from his word, listening by the Holy Spirit to his word, listen to the fivefold ministry, listen to people you have confidence in, you know, those of like precious faith, those that are inheriting the blessings, right? You know, that's what we're looking for. Those are the type of people we want to listen to. They have fruit in their life. I said they have fruit in their life. You know, there's some people that, you know, you, you don't see fruit in their life. You know, you need to listen to those that have fruit in their life. And so let's go ahead and let's, let's get back into this here. We looked at it in Noah. Notice this is the great faith chapter here. They call the eighth verse. It says, For by faith Abraham, when he was called to go into a place, which he should have to receive for an inheritance obeyed, and he went out not knowing whether he went. You know, that's powerful. He was, he was firmly persuaded so much in God that he picked up his family and went where God would have him to go. Powerful to think about, you know. That's a person that's, that truly believes in what his word says. They truly believed anything God had to say, he better do it. You know, Abraham's interesting, man. Every time God told him to do something, it seemed like he just did it. <laughs> it tells you why he's the father of faith, right? Because he just, man, he just get up and he just do it. He just take his whole family and he's gone, you know? And, you know, it's important that we're like that, you know? That's why God, he wants people that are obedient. You know, people of faith are people that are obedient to do whatever he calls them to do. You know, if you read on down through this chapter, it's going to talk about all kinds of different faith acts that people did. But it's also going to talk about, and like we said, faith doesn't just have to do with getting things from God. It's people that died believing in God. People that lived their whole life and they died in faith. Think about that. Firmly persuaded they weren't going to change or move any other direction. They were firmly persuaded that God was real and they want to live their lives for him no matter what anybody said. And if they had to die for their beliefs, they were willing to do it, you know? Think about that today. You know, I have a little bit different view than some people on that, you know? Now, I'll tell you why. I believe God gives you grace for one thing. Uh, when I believe he'll give you grace if you're being obedient to whatever he's called you to do and you're doing what he said to do and you're on that path. He'll give you a special grace, I believe, for those type of, type of circumstances. We see that with Stephen. Stephen looks up and he sees the glory of God. And then they stoned him. <laughs> but it's, it was like there was a, a glory presence. And it was like it would protect him from the stones. Think about that today. Why would we see that in the scriptures? Because his grace is so powerful. You know, the old times I'd tell, hear stories about how people would be slain in the spirit and they would fall on concrete, not even get hurt. Because the presence of God, think about that today, you know, and God can protect you and he can help you when you're being obedient to whatever he's called you to do. He's a big God and he has lots of glory, lots of presence. Amen. And we're just supposed to follow him and trust him. You remember Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego? Were they not in the fire? <laughs> God protected them. You don't think God has grace even for those rough and tough circumstances? Sure he does. Amen. Sure he does. And I believe he'll protect you and give you grace through that. If you're here, if you're going on to be with him, he, he, boy, he has grace 
to help you through all those circumstances. Praise the Lord. Let's look at the ninth verse here. He says, For by faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, and heirs with him of this same promise. For he looked for a city with, with which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Oh, I like that. Through faith also Sarah herself received and, and to conceive seed and was delivered of a child, and she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. You know, and he is faithful. Whatever journey you're on today, whatever you're going through today, he is faithful. And he'll keep his promises. Amen. He'll take care of you because he's a faithful father. He wants to help you through whatever you're going through. You say, well, I don't feel him today. That's okay. Right? It's okay. You know, he's still faithful. He says he'll never leave you or forsake you. He's a good good father. He's not worried about your circumstances and neither should you be because he can bring you through any circumstance that you're going through today. He's a faithful, faithful God. Well, let's flip on down here to the 33rd verse. He says, and for who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions. My goodness, he does it all through faith. <laughs> Maybe today you need just to have a little more faith that he's going to help you through your challenges. Quench the violence of fire, escape the edge of the sword out of weakness. We were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the enemies of the aliens, woman received the dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not escaping deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Think about that today. You know, he's faithful through all that. But we must have faith, and faith is used for more than just receiving things. Faith is used for everything in a believer's life. That's why I believe so strongly that God wants us to have it on a daily basis, praise the Lord. So we walk by it, we live our lives by it, we please God with it, and we receive from God by it. Powerful to think about today. You know, and you need to be firmly persuaded Him to be able to do what He's called you to do. You know, if you're half hearted, you're never going to act on what he tells you to do. If you're a person that's just not a person that's totally convinced when he speaks that he means it and that he's going to make everything happen that needs to happen within whatever he says, uh, then you, you, you're you not going to do it. You're not going to step out, right? You know, I've told this story before. I remember watching, the, I think it's the third Indiana Jones movie. And uh, he steps out, and they're going to find uh, this holy, um, I'm trying to remember what, what it's called, the cup or whatever, the, uh, the cup Jesus used, the Passover, uh, supposedly, you know. And, and they're trying to get across this place. There's no bridge there, you know. And uh, so they got to use their faith. Matter of fact, as I remember, they even talk about it. You know, they're going to have to step out onto nothing. Well, you know, a person that's going to step out onto nothing has to be firmly persuaded, right? Well, he steps out there and there's an invisible bridge he didn't know there, you know, and, and he was able to get across to this special place that had this cup, you know. But, you know, I remember as I remember he even closes his eyes, he's like, I'm going to go down, but I'm going to step and I'm going to use my faith and trust I can get across, you know. And uh, yeah, it's kind of an interesting movie, you know. But anyway, then they take the sand and run across there and see that it's like a, a an invisible bridge. But, you know, to take that step or leap out there and you're not going by your physical senses you got to be firmly persuaded and you need to be firmly persuaded in his word and how do you do that well you know you got to know he's faithful right 
So you need to be firmly persuaded that he's faithful in his word. You, how do you do that? Well, you're going to go back and look at how he was faithful for others. And he's going to be faithful to you because you see that he's faithful to others. And he's not a respecter of persons. He didn't just do it for them and not for you. So you might study that he's not a respecter of persons. He does it for everybody, every child of God. You know, so you got to spend some time in his word to be able to step out and do the things that he's called you to do. You need to be persuaded and have strong convictions that everything God says, that's what you need to be doing and following for your life. Praise the Lord. Now, if you're not following it, you're not living by faith. You know, if you know that you're supposed to walk in love, you're convinced, you're persuaded, I'm supposed to walk in love. Well, and you're not doing it. Well, you're not persuaded, right? You're not living by your faith. <laughs> Did you hear me just say that? I said, you're not living by faith. If, if you know that you're supposed to get up and walk in love, you're, you're not walking in faith. If you're not doing what you know your convictions are saying and you're firmly persuaded you're supposed to be doing, you say, well, that's strong, Jeremiah. Well, it's true. You know, if you know that you're supposed to get up and spend time with the Lord, you know, that if you want him strong in your life and you draw nigh unto him, he'll draw nigh unto you. Then you, and you're not doing that. You're not spending time with the Father. Well, you're not living by your faith. That's not what you believe. You need to live by your faith on a daily basis, right? You know, and you know if you know that you're supposed to treat a person a certain way, you know, love your enemies and love your neighbors, you know, and you don't do that, then you're not living by your faith. We can go on and on, but we're, that's the that's the issue. You know, you're supposed to be living by your faith on your daily basis, praise the Lord. You know, doing what God's called you to do. Abraham was convinced. He said God had spoken to him and he knew that he needed to go to a land that he knew not of. And if he didn't do that, then he wasn't living by his faith. You know, I remember me and Sheila, you know, I'll never forget we had to leave and go to Tulsa because I felt like the Lord had told me to go to Bible school, to Rhema Bible School there. It's now it's Rhema Bible College. And, uh, you know, if I didn't go, I'm not living by my faith, right? So we worked all that we had to work out to get up there, went through quite a process, finally got up there, and we ended up living in an apartment up there. But, you know, we're living by our faith. We're doing what God's telling us to do, you know. And I remember praying before this podcast started, you know, I can tell you where I was at and when I was doing it. And the Lord told me to start this podcast, you know, and if I don't start it, I'm not living by my faith. I'm not living by my convictions. I'm not doing what God's told me to do. And you need to live by your convictions and your beliefs, you know, on a daily basis. That's what pleases the Father. He loves faith. He loves it when you live by your convictions and your beliefs. He loves to see you living a life of faith, praise the Lord, right? So and we walk by it, we live by it, we please God by it, and we receive from God by it, you know? And so how we need to talk about a little bit then, and we're going to get more into this probably next week, but is, how does faith come? How do you get it? Well, how does it come? Well, thank goodness the Bible tells us how faith comes into our lives. Are you excited about this? Are you thrilled about faith coming? Well, you know, if you want faith to come, let's look at this in Matthew, the ninth chapter, the 26th verse, Matthew 9, 26, it says, and the fame hereof went abroad into all the land. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men came followed him crying and saying, thou son of David, have mercy on us. Now, that's what it says. It says, and the fame hereof went abroad into all the land. 
And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying, saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus saith unto him, Believe ye that I am able to do this. He's checking where their faith level is. Has he ever come to you and said, Do you believe I can fix your circumstances? Do you believe that I can change it for you? He's trying to find out where your faith level's at. You know, it's kind of like with a car. You can check the oil, how much oil's in there, you know, and check out if it's ready to go on a big trip. (laughs) Do we have good tires? Are we ready to go? Are you convinced that this is the vehicle you want to take on a big trip? You know, not too long ago, we went to Arizona. You know, we took took one of my cars to Arizona. And, uh, you know, I have to check it over. Like, hey, are we going to make this trip? You know, I got to look at the tires, check the oil. Do we have enough water? Do I feel like it's the right mileage? Do I feel like the thing is going to make the trip, you know? And, you know, and he's, he's checking on them, you know, are you going to, are you going to, are you ready to make this trip? You know, maybe today you need healing today. He's checking with you and he's looking at where you're at today. And he asks you some particular questions because he wants to know if you're able to make this trip, <laughs> you know, he's looking at you. He says, he asks you the same question. Do you believe that I'm able to do this? And he's just asking you, do you have faith? Do you believe I can do this? And if you're sitting there going, I'm not sure. I'm not positive. Well, there's some things you can do to get to that position. He's, he wants you to be in the right position. You know, if you want to receive from God, you got to be in the right position. You know, if you want to receive what God has for you, you have to be in the right position. You got to have some faith. And he's looking to see if they have faith. We've defined faith for you. We said it's a firm persuasion. What is it? It's a belief. And he said, believe ye that I'm able to do this. It's a conviction based on the word. He's like, are you firmly persuaded that I'm able to do this for you in your life? Yeah, and that's a good question. It's a great question, you know, and it's it's a big answer why so many people don't get healed is because they're not firmly persuaded in the right things before they even go to pray for that. He hadn't even prayed for them yet, but he's checking to see where they're at, you know. I remember, you know, so many times, you know, so many stories, you know, about people being in the prayer line. I remember Smith Wigglesworth even would ask people when they'd come down the, the line, you know, and he'd, he'd be about to pray for them, you know, and trying to find out where they're at with their faith. And if not, he might tell them to get out of the line, <laughs> you know, because they're not ready to receive, right? They're not in the position to receive. He's wasting his time laying hands on them if they're not ready to receive. They didn't get into the word. They may have to hear some things, right? And so it's important. What happened with these gentlemen? Why were they in the position they were in to get the healing that they got? Well, it says here, and his fame uh, hereof went abroad into all the land. People have been hearing about Jesus. He's healing people. Miracles are happening. We see so many scriptures where he walked up to the whole crowd and he healed every one of them. Think about that today. He healed every one of them. Now, if you hear about a guy that's coming by your way and you know that he heals every one of them, I think that you're going to have some faith that he's going to heal you. Don't you think you would? I think you're going to believe, hey, man, this is the this is the guy. He's the guy. <laughs> he's going to heal me. Right. And, you know, and you're going to you're going to be ready. You're going to be like, man, he's here. I'm not going to miss this. I'm, I'm, I want him to heal me. And especially if you're blind there and you hear him coming, you know, they didn't see it even. They didn't even see him doing these healing acts. Think about that today. He, they didn't see it. You know, they heard some things. You know, and you can hear some things that can change your life. Maybe you're listening today and you're listening to this podcast 
And you can hear some things that I'm talking to you about right here that can change your life if you let God do that for you, praise the Lord. You're, you're becoming firmly persuaded that he can bring you out of darkness. He can heal you right there where you're at today. He can make your situation better if you let him make it better. You're becoming persuaded that Jesus can actually have, he's coming by me and he can make my circumstances better. The 28th verse says, when he was coming to the house, the blind man came to him and Jesus saith unto him, believe ye that I'm able to do this. And they said unto him, yea, Lord. They're like, we're ready. We believe. We're firmly persuaded. <laughs> We've been hearing some things and we wouldn't even, they wouldn't even walked up there probably or you know, even got to try to get his attention, you know, if, if they didn't believe, right? Then touched he their eyes saying, according to their faith, be it unto them. Whose faith was it according to their faith? And this is why so many people don't get healed. And this is why so many people don't ever come out of their circumstances is because they just firmly don't believe that God can bring them out. They're not firmly persuaded, you know? And just take a little more time of the word, a little more time hearing the word, and then acting on it, and God can change their whole circumstances. Did he not do that for these blind men? He said, he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, be it unto you. And he, they, these gentlemen were healed. Think about that today. And God wants to heal you in your circumstances today. They were convinced that he was the healer, praise the Lord. But notice it said, and the fame hereof went abroad in all the land. So their faith came from them hearing some things. He said, how will they hear without a preacher, right? That's why it's so important if you're called to ministry, the people need you. They're hearing some things and they need to hear you if you're called by God. Now, you know, some people are sent and some are just went. <laughs> so you want to make sure that you're one that's sent. But, you know, you want to make sure that if God told you to do it, that you're building people's faith on a daily basis, you know, or however he has you do it, once a week, twice a week, you know, but make sure you're building their faith. You know, and people don't hear enough faith teaching. They don't hear enough things. That's the problem with so many people. You know, we got people doing 30-minute messages on a Sunday and not all week long where they used to preach all night long. You know, and I'm not saying you have to preach all night long, but at least have a couple messages a week or something, or at least preach for an hour on a Sunday. People need to hear the word. You're getting an injection of the word. And we're putting lots of word into you today because you need the word to grow spiritually in your life. Praise the Lord. So we're going to talk about faith coming and how it comes. It comes by hearing. I'm going to tell you in advance. It comes by hearing and acceptance of truth. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that next Sunday. Praise the Lord. If you'd like to hear more about that, you can be here. Join us. We're going to keep building on this thing and, and we're going to keep growing in faith. Praise the Lord. You know, God wants us to grow, right? I'll give you just a little bit more here. And we're going to go back over this next Sunday. Let's look at... Um, Let's look at, uh, we'll go on over to Mark 5. Mark 5. Notice what happens here. Mark 5, the 25th verse, it says, And a certain woman which had an issue of blood for 12 years. We were talking about this same woman. Notice she's had it for 12 years, right? And so something happened after 12 years, you know. She, something's changed her, you know. And you could stay in your circumstances for a really long time if you'd like. If you want to stay in those circumstances, <laughs> you know. But if you like, and you're searching God, and you like to change the circumstances, it doesn't take very long. Notice this woman, it didn't take her very long 
to get faith in her life. What happened to her and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. And when she heard what, what happened to this woman, when she heard of Jesus, what'd she hear of Jesus? Well, she heard about his miracles. She heard about how he healed them all. <laughs> He wasn't differentiating for certain people. He didn't say, hey, Johnny, you get out of line. You don't qualify. He wasn't saying, Bobby, you, 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 you don't make it. No, no. He said, he, the Bible says he healed them all. Now, there was one circumstance, and we're going to look at that, you know, and it has to do with how faith comes, that he didn't heal them all, and it wasn't because of anything else, but it had to do with them being firmly persuaded. It had to do with them and we're going to talk about that, but you know, faith comes by hearing. This woman heard some things and quickly got her healing. And when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind him and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. Think about that today. Wow. She said, if I touch just, just his clothes, you know. You ever stay the shirt, shred, shirt, the... I want to say it right, the the, uh, the cloth, you know, the shred of tearing or whatever. <laughs> I can't even pronounce it. <laughs> My wife would help me with this because she knows a whole lot about it, you know. Man, they say that that thing has a picture of Jesus all across it. Some people believe, some people believe not, you know. But, you know, it's interesting because there's an imprint of this person, you know, could be Jesus, you know, and the person actually shows that they had uh, uh, the uh, crown of thorns and, the same markings that he had on his body in there, you know, and some believe, some believe not. I'm, I'm not saying this is something you should live by, you know, but it's interesting because there's a, there's a picture all across him, you know, and you know, his presence was so strong that it, it, it was soothing into his clothes. Think about that today, you know. I remember I'm talking about Smith Wigglesworth one time, you know, and uh, they were talking about this story about how he laid in the bed, you know, at a certain person's house and, and he got up and I believe he was staying there to minister at a certain place. And, and the woman said, can you stay here? Cause I want you to, oh, I'm trying to get my husband saved, you know, and forgive me if I don't tell the story perfectly, but he said, well, just let him sleep in that bed and it'll change his life. The, the gentleman slept on his bed and he woke up and wanted to get saved because <laughs> the presence of God was so strong on brother Smith Wigglesworth. You know, and think about Jesus who had the fullness of the anointing. The Bible says we have a part, but it says he had the fullness of the anointing on his life. You know, the fullness of the spirit on him. You know, we have a measure is what the scripture says. But think about how strong and how much that presence was in his, in his clothes, you know. And she was convinced by watching him, you know, because they knew that he was the Messiah, which means the anointed one and had the presence of God all over him. You know, if I just touched his clothes, I'm going to be healed. She was convinced by all the things she saw, you know, because faith cometh by hearing and heard all about that he's my answer for everything. And she was willing to act, you know, and, and she was, her situation was changed because of that. Think about this today. You know, she just heard some things and her faith and she was firmly persuaded. Maybe you need to hear some things. Maybe you need to listen to some word, praise the Lord, and get yourself strong in your beliefs. You know, sometimes you might have to listen to it over and over. I was listening to a minister the other day, and he was talking about how he listens to ministers over and over, you know, all the time. He has an iPod, and he listens to them over and over all the time, you know. Well, he's convinced that faith comes by hearing. 
He wants to keep feeding his faith. I mean, we're going to talk about feeding your faith. But he's, 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 faith comes quickly, and it comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Father, for this day. We thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy. And Father, we ask that you help, Father, those that are listening to be encouraged, to be refreshed, Father. And Father, help them to see that faith isn't just for getting things, but it's for every part of our lives. But it's also, Father, and it comes by hearing. We're going to talk more about that. But help them to be more established in growing in your faith, their faith for you, Father. And Father, we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. And we give you all the praise and all the glory. You're always so good to us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you don't know Jesus, you need to know Jesus. I've been talking to you, and you've been hearing about him. You know, and if you're persuaded, he is a good Jesus. And he, and he wants good things for you. It's a good time to act, isn't it? Think about that today. You know, he's risen from the dead. The Bible says that he, he was risen from the dead. The stone came back and he was risen from the dead. Well, you just need to believe he was risen from the dead and accept Jesus as Lord of your life today. And you'll be saved and be born again right here where we're at today. Praise the Lord. So let's go ahead and pray for you. Just repeat this after me. And I believe he'll touch you right there where you're at. Father, I just believe that you've risen Jesus from the dead. Just say it with me. Father, I believe you've risen Jesus from the dead. And I confess Jesus as Lord of my life right now. Jesus, come be Lord of my life. I'm not playing games anymore. I want you to be Lord of my life right now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you pray that prayer, I believe that you've accepted Jesus as Lord of your life, and I believe he's done some wonderful work inside of you today. And if you would, email me at Jeremiah S. Ministries. I'd love to hear about your wonderful experience that you had with Jesus today. And put it in the comments. I'd love to see the comments there. This is what we live for, me and my wife and son, and we just enjoy it. We, my son was actually praying for someone to get saved today. And so it's exciting. We love it. And we just, we want to hear about it. Praise the Lord. Let us know. We won't flood you with a thousand emails. We might encourage you a little bit, but we're not going to flood you. But we just love to hear about your experience today. We love you. Look forward to spending more time with you. God bless you. I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day. If you'd like to contact us for a prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to jeremiahsmithministries.podbean.com. Thank you for listening.